Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Crowning Moment Podcast Unfiltered. Today, we have Adrian, who we've already had on the podcast a time before, but today we're getting into some interesting topics that just got released. So let's go ahead and say hello to Adrian and see how he is doing on this fine pageant afternoon. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Hello, Casey. I'm very well. Um, it's coming into summer here, so it's nice and warm outside. I'm very excited. I don't like winter, and I'm glad you're not using the video for this because I have a sudden case of very itchy eyebrows. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. Just, you know, I had me some energy drink. I'm ready to roll for today's episode. I want to go ahead and jump into there was some big news in pageant industry stuff this week and it was about the Miss Universe organization removing the age limit which was a very interesting topic that I don't think anyone was ready for or saw coming so I want to kind of talk about it more perspective of what does it look like as a contestant as a director you know just like business model ideas for this keeping our own kind of personal thoughts out of it but like as a contestant they've now removed the age limit to compete what do you think is like really going through people's minds as a contestant wanting to compete in any sort of national competitions for their country going to universe yeah look that that announcement announcement took me by surprise um i don't think any of us expected it and um when i saw it i didn't really know what to make from it and you know personal beliefs aside or personal opinions aside I think it comes back to a slightly higher level question, which I've been asking myself time and time again, and I haven't gotten a good answer to it, is what is the purpose of pageantry? Uh, and I haven't got a clear answer on that. Like, for, if I ask you, what, what what's the purpose of pageantry? And I ask this because, for example, talking from it from a business perspective, because Miss Universe is a business, which sometimes we forget in pageantry, you do need to turn a profit. But, for example, you had your energy drinks right? You had your Celsius, no plugs, but you had your Celsius. If I, if I ask you, what's the purpose of an energy drink? You you tell me, what's the purpose of an energy drink? To give me more energy and boost in my day to get through my daily task. Simple and easy. Okay. So now we clearly understand what the purpose is. So now you can easily decide, do I want it or not? Right. And that that's why you need to be able to define in any successful business what what's the purpose of your product but if i was to turn it around and now go okay casey what's the purpose of pageantry can you give me as clear and easy description as you just did for your energy drink can you give me a description for what is the purpose of pageantry from a business point of view without using words such as empowerment because that's too general you can't sell empowerment and, and i haven't been able to come up with a, a clear answer on this. I mean, do you have a clear answer on this? Because I don't. What's the purpose of pageantry? I see. I feel like trying not to get personal here, but personal here, I feel like everyone comes into pageantry with a different purpose of competing. But if you are coming in from a business standpoint, I mean, honestly, it's profits. As a business, you need money to continue to have a business. So when you come into pageantry, you have to start thinking, okay, well, how do I make money off this? I get sponsors, I get contestants to want to compete, but then now you have to think, mm -hmm. 
okay, well, what do I do to get them compete? You know, what do I give away specific prizes, scholarships, mm. a car? Like you have to really think business wise. But I know personally, I came into pageantry because my mom didn't want me to be afraid of, you know, have stage fright or be afraid to talk to adults. And so when I think of pageantry personally, I think of it as I wanted to learn how to be able to interview. I wanted to learn how to be able to wow people mm. in under 30 seconds. And that was the things I come into pantry with. But from a business standpoint, to have a successful business, you one, have to have people. And two, you have to have profit. That's just the biggest thing you have to have coming into pageantry. And so, I mean, that's, yeah. I guess, my personal view on looks of that part. Yeah. And you see, because I think you're spot on in saying everyone comes to pageantry for a different reason. I think that's one of the big reasons why everyone will have very wildly varying opinions on the announcement that Miss Universe had, because you've got to look at it from a lens of, well, what, what outcome did you want from pageantry? And some people are going to look at this announcement and go, that's great. Some other people are going to look at it and go, that's terrible. And then everything in between. But that's why I, I don't like to get too into the emotional side of it. I'm trying to back up and go, well, hang on. What is it that pageantry is supposed to do? Because that has to inform then what your opinion is. Um, and see, for example, you, when you say, well, it's a business, sure. Okay, so then you, if you look at it purely as a business, though, then there are a lot of decisions, like, for example, how you're going to make the most money out of it. That's what a business would do. And then you look at some of the other decisions um, the international organization have made, such as bringing out products. Um, I think there's a line of drinks. I think there's a line of skincare. And a lot of people might look at that and go, well, why are you doing this? That's not pageantry. But if your purpose for pageantry is to turn a profit, see through seeing it through that lens, it makes a lot of sense. So if you're a contestant coming to this, I think you really need to very clearly define as to what is it that you want from it. And then ask yourself, given the direction the industry is heading, is pageantry going to be the best way to get to get there so for example you say you want to be able to interview well got that given that okay so why not go to a toastmasters why not go and work on go to a personal speak a, a, a public speaking course right why go through a pageant when you'd have to spend so much more money let's be honest and time because you can't just go on the stage and talk. There's all the gown, there's the makeup, learning how to walk. So if you just wanted to learn public speaking, you wouldn't do it in terms of a pageant. And, and you wouldn't do it through a pageant. This is why like, when we talk about pageants, what's the purpose? I think we need to get clear on that, as clear as we can anyway. And I also think this is one of the reasons that the industry as a whole is really struggling at the moment. And I don't say this subjectively. I'm not saying it's worse now than it was before. I'm just talk, talking objective metrics. Like you look at viewership numbers, you look at even the size of social media platforms that some of the, a lot of the title holders or the contestants have bigger social followings than the systems they were, they're entering into. So it's a very different industry, industry now than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. If you go back all the way to the roots of pageantry, just quickly, you put up pretty young women, because that gets attention and then they used it to market their city. So you're Miss New York or you're Miss Nebraska. You put up a pretty young lady that got attention and everyone went, oh, I need to go to Nebraska, right? Now, and that was very clear. That, that was the objective, right? When it's clear 
you can agree with it or disagree with it, but at least you know what you're entering into. So a girl entering then would probably have a clearer idea now. Now, now what's the purpose? Is it that purpose anymore? Probably not. Okay, so what's the purpose? And I think because there's that confusion, like you've been involved in pageantry for so long, interviewed some of the biggest title holders in the world. And if you can't quite enunciate clearly what the purpose of pageantry is, imagine what a competitor is going, uh, can you be competitor? They're going into pageantry, they're going, well, I don't know, I kind of like being on stage and I like pretty dresses and yeah, I'd like a bit more confidence and empowerment. Yeah, that kind of sounds good. But when you go into it with such a muddy like idea as to what it is, then and this announcement from Universe, I think, has just muddied the waters more. Like we, we, I don't know what the industry now is going to look like in a year's time. So when the first pageant, when the first international pageant occurs after this change in rules, who knows what it's going to look like? So I, I can look back at Universe, what it was. Right, and it kind of, it was kind of like a Victoria's Secret vibe. That's the way I looked at it. You looked at stunning young women up on stage who actually had a brain and could talk. That that's the way I looked at it. But the show was a giant part of it. It wasn't a public speaking contest. It wasn't really a TEDx talk or a TED talk. It was about putting up amazing looking women who were confident, were strong, and were achieving in all areas of their life. And just to just to put one, so with the change in the age restrictions, the, the, the thing I have with it is we're being more inclusive, which I would say overall is a good thing. I think taking anything too far will have ramifications. But let's say you've got a 20-year-old and a 45-year-old up on stage. They're competing against one another. The 20-year-old, the CV, by their CV, their resume, their achievements is not going to be as impressive as a 45-year-old. CEO, female CEO of whatever company, because the 45 years old has had 20 more years to gain experience. So the 45-year-old should win based on that. And now a 45-year-old could look amazing as well. All right. So, you know, the 45-year-old can can compete on equal footing there. Um, so then by a lot of objective standards, you'd say the older woman has all the advantages and now they're going to be your, your title holder, which is great. Okay. She deserves it. But what's going to going to happen to the viewership numbers i don't think you can really tell me honestly that the viewership numbers would go up over what they would with the age restrictions in place so now as a business it's going to struggle and i think this is where a lot of the confusion lies and i don't think people are really thinking this through it's like if you want the industry to succeed we need people to be interested in it again and i don't I'll, I'll bring this back to it. I don't think pageantry knows what it wants to be. And that's why it's trying all these different things, but they're all going in different directions. And it's kind of like, we've got to do something. This is something, let's do it. That mentality is not helping the industry long-term. So if you're a new contestant or even a returning contestant and you're going, what do I do? Well, my honest answer is, I don't know. But the one thing I do know is you need to get clear as to what you need from it or what you want from it then try and make your best educated decision as to is pageantry going to be the right thing for me to do? Because if it's like you and it's really just public speaking, I would say take a public speaking course. If you want to build your following, I would say take a social media course. But pageantry is kind of a mix, isn't it? And it's also the adrenaline 
and don't tell me this is part of it, the adrenaline of being in a gorgeous gown on stage in front of people who are clapping for you, that's got to be part of it too. You don't get that from Toastmasters, at least when I went to Toastmasters, I didn't get that adrenaline rush. So I would say, Casey, until we can actually clearly define what the purpose of pageantry is, and it could be different for, for each system as well, that, that's a thing. But until universe at least decides what it wants to be, does it just want to be a profit-making venture? In which case, the lifestyle direction that the new owner was talking about in terms of having skin care, she was even talking about having transport, I think like trains and stuff like that. That all makes sense if it's just a business. But if you want it to be a pageant, then that direction might not make a lot of sense. So my overall advice to a new contestant would be decide what you want from it and then try and pick a system that aligns the closest with it. If none of the systems align with it, by the way, don't do pageants. I tell that to a lot of my own clients. It's like, given what you want to achieve, I don't think a pageant right now is, is the right decision to, to, to make. Um, so th those are my overall thoughts. I, I think it's a confusing time, which means, and I don't think you can wait for the industry to work out what it's about. So I think you as a contestant need to do a little bit of soul search and go, what is it that I really want from this experience? And then you can sort of reverse engineer it to go, okay, given what I want, let me pick a system that most that will most likely give me the result that I want. It may not be pageants though. And I'm telling you, like, you, I don't think you need my blessing, but if you go, well, I don't think pageantry is for me anymore, good for you, power to you, because you don't have to do a pageant. I know that might be a hot take, but and I know a lot of coaches will never want to give that answer, but I give that answer a lot of the times. Like, well, given that you want to start up a business, you want to have a family, you want to achieve well, financial freedom, don't do pageants. Go, go start the business. Go start the family. Don't, don't do the pageant. So that, that's my overall take, Casey. No, I mean, that was a good take. I don't, I mean, definitely hot takes in there, but I do think it was a good take because I think with the confusion of the brand of Miss Universe, a lot of people are starting to almost not question their identity in pageantry, but definitely question themselves of, is this even the right system for me anymore? And that's the hard part is girls that have been trying for Miss USA state pageants. I know just for USA, because that's where I'm at. A lot of them have been questioning of, you know, do I need to go do Grand International? Do I need to go do Global USA? Do I need to do Eco? There's other pageant systems out there that they're now starting to kind of put an eye towards that they never would have thought of before because the Miss Universe pageant as a whole is starting to have some inconsistencies and some, you know, unexpected ideas that people may not have been, you know, they started to question now. They're not really excited about the new transitional period. And then some people are all for it and cannot wait mm. to sign up for their state pageant for 2024. So it's very mixed reviews on really what's happening in the pageant world, so to say. But at the same time, I feel like Miss Universe is the pageant of all pageants. And so the fact that it's starting to make huge changes, this isn't just a little change. This is a huge change that hasn't mm. been made. And years since the origination of Miss Universe. I think that's what starts to scare people in pageantry. And you're starting to see all these other ones say, nope, we're sticking with our age limit. We're sticking with, you know, our criteria and requirements to be in it. But also the other big change that we're starting mm. to see now is 
directorship and how they're allowing, you know, specific directors to come into power. And I say into power because to be a director over these national systems is a very powerful position because you have the fate of these certain girls in your hand to give them the tools, the resources, everything they need to go compete at these international competitions, which is usually a once in a lifetime opportunity. So it is a powerful position, but with comes power also because comes responsibility and i think that sometimes these mm. international systems will forget not just universe but other systems will forget that you shouldn't just take the highest bid or the you know what looks to be on paper most qualified person without really looking at mm. The behind the scenes. Everyone has skeletons in their closet, good, bad, or ugly, but it's something that I think they should dive a little bit deeper into because you are now putting girls from the age of, I mean, with USA, you have 14 to now infinity. You are putting girls Mm. with these directors that if they do not have something that you have not uncovered or they have something that you have not uncovered behind those closed doors, you're putting them at risk. I mean, we already have a scandal tv show coming out the night of miss usa there are things that have already been happening because people are not doing their research i like to say their fbi work on different directors that they're putting in a powerful position and so i think for a contestant being able to go into a competition without having to worry about does this director have my best interest at hand is something that it's a little stressful. You want to know that this director really does want the best for each and every contestant and is not there with secret motives or they're just there to make a bill, honestly. And so I think that's something that these international systems really need to look into more is who, not even international, national, state, local, some of the U.S. national pageants, they really need to look at what directors they're putting at their state and local levels and make sure that they're doing the background checks they're doing the research that these contestants Mm. are doing to come to their pageant if contestants are researching about you and you're not doing the research on your directors because you have to screen most pageant girls that come into the pageant anyway i've done multiple pageants where they get a resume on you they do a phone call with you they you know have that just initial conversation to make sure I'd say you're good for the system. Usually everyone gets in unless something's crazy wild or some outlandish things, but are they doing the same background checks they do on their contestants, on their directors? That's something that's so important to keep these girls saves and keep the pageant industry alive. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I I think I put my thoughts in a, in a post Mm -hmm. somewhere. I just had a random thought the other day. It's like you, you, you girls as contestants have to jump through all these hoops and the bar is normally set pretty high. Where is that bar set for directors? Cause last time I checked the bar didn't even exist. The bar wasn't set low. There wasn't a bar. And again, keeping, you know, personal opinions out of it. You, you look at the number of issues that we've had in the industry as a whole that have been caused by, let's call it faulty leadership um, and those are the ones that have come to light. Now, I could, I'm not going to, but I could off the top of my head give you probably two or three huge scandal 
scandals that are going on in pageantry right now that I'm not at liberty to talk about. Um, and I think that is also part of the issue is this has been an ongoing issue. This is hardly new, but the lack of transparency in pageantry, because if as a contestant, you have a bad time or a director does something wrong, who do you tell? Like, like who do you tell? You can't, you're not going to go to the police because it's not a criminal offense, hopefully. And then if you put it up on social media, there's still, I would say, this feeling in the industry that if you do that, now you're a difficult person to work with and no system is going to want to touch you. So, and that's, I kind of get that, but also at the same time, what you're telling me is that if you're honest, that's a bad thing in pageantry. That's kind of the hidden message behind that. So I think there's a lot of issues there as well. But it's not necessarily an easy solution. And I say this because... There's international, so with these big pageants, there's international directorship, then there's national directorship, then there may even be state leadership, and the system can fail at any one of those levels. So I'll give you an example. Um, a friend of mine in New Zealand is the national director in New Zealand or on the directorship team. They picked a winner and they sent the winner's details to international, and the international director wrote back that this girl is too white, to uh, not white enough to represent New Zealand. Now, I kind of thought we were past this as a species, but apparently not. Um, and they wanted someone who looked more uh, native to New Zealand. But for those of you who don't know about New Zealand, the indigenous people of New Zealand were the Maoris who weren't white. And then they got into this back and forth, and I saw the messages. I can't disclose it again, but it... He, he, I will say, he said that um, if you, this is just the way pageantry is. Apparently, pageantry is just you need white people to represent certain countries. Again, blows my mind. Um, and he said, if you don't understand that, the next time you run a pageant, I'll send someone to you from America who's Asian. And you see, that's now if you have that failing at the international level, it, even if you have good directorship at national level, which is the case here, it's still very difficult. And there's all these other combinations as well. Like you could have fantastic international directorship, but the national director, which is one of the big scandals I've been working on and lawyers involved in everything, the national directorship can be trash. In that case, you have a very different problem, a big problem, because you've got to get through nationals to get through international. So the, the issue is, Casey, I think we need more people in the industry. So I don't think we're ever going to have a governing body it's not like, you know, with advertising or with the financial sector, there's an, a governing body that has strict regulations on what can happen, what must happen, and even that, it doesn't work all the time, right? But now I have floated the idea of having some sort of body of arbitration where you can have individual experts with different expertise sitting on a board, and I would say I said it's non-binding. So it's like the Hague War Crimes Court Um they can pass down decisions on war crimes. It's not binding unless the individual countries buy into it. For example, the US is not bought into this, so they're not bound by the arbitration. But if we could have maybe an independent board to give some judgments on certain things and give it at least some thoughts to help guide the industry, that could be a thing. But I think the issue is as the industry viewership numbers decline, that means there's less money involved and then overall 
that tends to lead to certain people who want to take advantage of certain situations. And I, I, I don't see a clear solution to this. So yes, we could have, and I think we should have certainly the same checks in place for a director that you would have for an employee. So a CV here in Australia, we'd have a background check, a police background check, which is to make sure there's no, you know, no crimes that have been committed. I think a solvency check would would also, you know, so they haven't gone bankrupt within a certain number of years. And also just I would like two to three um recommendations of personal references, people that I can phone up and say, hey, tell me about this person. And yes, you can fudge it. You can always get through any system. But at least we have to try in some way, um, you know, to, to make sure, to your point, that the girls are safe, because that is a huge issue. And I don't think that's taken nearly seriously enough. And I feel that with a lot of systems, the cost of entry to being a director is simply, can you afford the fee? You know, if, if you're starting up a McDonald's or something like that, you can't just pay money and then say, yeah, well, here's the money and I'll do whatever I want. You, 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 can't, you can't have it like that. So I would like there to be higher bars of entry to make sure we get more quality directors into the industry. And I think that will really help turn the industry around. But you've also got to be willing to want to do that. And I'm not sure that enough people want to do that because certainly if you're trying to get away with something, you're not going to want that. Um, so I think we've got a difficult situation here that I don't necessarily see an easy solution to. I know that if I set up a system, uh, I would certainly set it up in a particular way. Not, not that everyone would agree with that. But um, you do have to do your research. This is another thing you mentioned. But again, the research can only go so far because of the lack of transparency. Like it's very easy now to look at someone, a director who's had a scandal and say, okay, I'm not going to associate with them. But honestly, who could have seen that before the scandal happened? That's the question. Because that's really the ask. It's like, do your research and determine who's trustworthy or not based on website and social media. That's not an easy ask. So I do agree that the quality of the directorship, I think there needs to be a higher bar to entry set or a bar, full stop. Um, but I have noticed that there's a certain reluctance from the industry to want to do that because bad people get away with things more easily when there is no bar, when there are no rules, when there are no regulations. And I feel that sometimes I'm banging my head against a brick wall. I bring up things and people go, the girls go, yeah, that's a great idea. I don't see much from the director saying, yes, that's a great idea, unfortunately. That's just my take on that. No, I agree. And it's one of those things my dad always says, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't force the horse to drink. And that's the thing is you can give them all mm. these resources, all these ideas, all these things that could really make an impact in an industry. But it's are they willing to actually listen? And it's like those people that you can give advice all day long but they're probably not going to listen to your advice. And so it's so difficult sometimes. Yeah. It's like the banging your head against the wall. You're like, why Why are you making everything so much more difficult? But I think an industry that truly wants change 
and not all good all change is good and that's what people need to realize is you know changing things i can change my shirt three times today and it still may not be good but tomorrow i could change it one time and it'd be the Mm. best shirt i've ever worn so it's like everybody determines their own best change but i do what i wouldn't mind seeing a better change especially for directorship of trying to at least put a a bar in place to make sure that pageants are doing mm. their their research on the people they're bringing into their system because i feel like as a international director or director of a state or national whatever if you're actually caring about the system that you have you would be putting in the work for those things. And so it really goes up to whoever the head honcho is of whatever it is that they're putting in place. I feel like it really falls on them to make that decision. Do I really care about this business I'm making or am I just here to make money? And so that's one of those hot takes that you really have to think about. Okay, is the person in charge of this really here for us and really care about our interests or are they just here to make money? And so that's one of those things that... I mean, pageantry is going to keep doing what pageantry does until pageantry decides it's time for a pivotal moment. And Mm. who knows when that will be? Who knows what pivotal moment will be the turn of the century, I guess. But it's going to be interesting how this next year will unfold, especially for Universe. I, I can't wait to see what happens to the other international systems. And I just think, I'm just going to call it now, I'm manifesting huge, huge growth in the other international systems than ever before. I know this year, last year, I think there was probably like 10 or 12 people in grand. This year, there was like 20-something. Like, I just think for the United States, I just think it's going to continue to grow and just get bigger and bigger for those other systems. And we're going to start to see less entries in systems that are being, mm, I wouldn't say problematic is the word, but more changing things by the day. The more that you change something, the more people are turned off by the idea of wanting to compete. I I think I think it's interesting. Um, I don't know what the next year is going to look like, but I think my if I had to make a prediction, right? I, I hate hot picks, but let me see if I can make a prediction as to where the industry is going to be. Let's say by the end of twenty twenty four, okay? And we we might have slightly different opinions on this. I think there's going to be a significant percentage of girls who have dedicated years of their life to pursuing the Miss USA crown. And I think the Miss USA crown is almost as big as a Miss Universe crown. I don't think a lot of the girls look ahead to the international. It's being Miss USA is a huge thing. I think they're going to see this latest decision and they're not really going to agree with it, a certain percentage. And I think that percentage will give serious thought to, I don't really want to compete for Miss USA anymore. Then some of them, yes, will go to other systems, but some of them will also go, you know what, I'm done with pageantry, which means participation numbers are going to drop. I see the latest changes from the Universe International. I don't think that's going to help with viewership numbers. So then again, it's going to drop. Some of the girls will go to other systems. The other systems will get a slight increase. I don't think they're necessarily going to follow the what the universe decision, but I, I think some of them will up their age limit, which is not a perfect decision, but I think that's a reasonable one. I personally would have probably upped it to like 35 or something like that. If I had to pick a number out of a hat, I wouldn't have gotten rid of it completely for a whole bunch of different reasons. But I think this is just an, a, another step towards the industry, as you said, change, but 
when you're making all these big, big changes all the time, it just muddies the water and people don't know what's going on. And it's like, do you want to spend not even, would it be intelligent? Would it be an intelligent decision to dedicate hours of your time, thousands of your dollars towards something when you don't know what it's going to be in a year's time? And I, I just don't think people, are, I think people are going to look at this and go, you know what? I think it's time for me to leave. And I've had behind the scenes conversations, as I'm sure you have had with people who have just, they've become, let's say, disillusioned with pageantry. They don't know what it is anymore. They've had one or two too many bad experiences that they shouldn't have had to have. And I'm not saying they didn't win. I'm saying abuse from directors, financial abuse, whatever it is, they've had enough of that. And they've just gone, you know what? I don't need this anymore. One of them, one of the big title holders who I know, she literally said, I feel like I've been in an, an abusive relationship for the past 10 years. And given the ex huge experience that she's had and representing the USA on the international stage, for her to tell me that, I think it really highlights that we have some big issues to work through. But if I can bring it back to, we need to know what the purpose of pageantry is. And if the purpose of pageantry is a business, but then the business goes out of business, that's not successful. That's a fail. So if we're running Miss Universe as a business, we make a decision and then viewership numbers tank because that's one of the metrics that you'd base a business on because in, this, in the pageant industry, the more viewers, the better because more viewers means more money. That's why a lot of those TV rights don't exist anymore because there weren't enough people watching. Now, if you ask me again, taking this out to the end of 2024, do I think this decision will boost those numbers back to maybe where TV rights come back on? I don't think so. No, I could be wrong. I don't think so. So then viewership numbers go down. I think participate, participation numbers will go down for the reasons I outlined. And if you're looking at that as a business, that's not successful. That was a fail, at least from a business point of view, your personal beliefs and convictions aside, if viewership numbers go down, interest goes down, participation goes down, then objectively you've made, let's say, at least a questionable decision. You may have made the best decision out of a bunch of bad decisions, but it's questionable at best. I, I, I would say that the best decision you could make is something that gets interest back into pageantry. And I don't know what that is. But I think we're going to see over the next year, I think interest, unfortunately, is going to decline um, because people don't really know what it is, as I've said. And I think things like people used to enter pageantry because you could then become famous, right? Let's talk about like even like maybe before you were born, like let's go back to the 80s or 90s because we didn't have social media. So if you became Miss Universe, suddenly everyone knows who you are or Miss USA. You go down the street, you're a celebrity. Now with a lot of these pageants, you already have a following, as I said, that's bigger than the system. So you win the system, you're not a celebrity. No one's still going to know who you are. So that whole part has been taken out. And so I think a lot of people are going, you know what? I don't need to be a pageant girl anymore. I can be an influencer on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, on, on threads. And oh, by the way, it costs me less, costs me less time. And also, I can actually authentically, honestly be me. I can do something as silly as playing video games 
or going gardening. I don't always have to be doled up with a full face of makeup. I don't have to be dealing with these weird old white men telling me that I'm not, you know, I'm not white enough to represent my country. I've had enough of that. And now I'm just going to go here, do me. It's easier. I'll probably make a more successful career out of it. So for all those reasons, I think over the next year, I don't think this is going to turn the industry around. I think you're correct in saying that the other systems will take up some of the slack from people who don't want to compete in USA anymore. I still think a lot of girls will compete in USA because it's still got that shine. It, it's the brand. Um, and then they worry about universe if and when it happened. But my bottom line is I don't think this decision will boost viewership numbers or cause a resurgence in interest. And for that reason alone, if we're talking about universe as a brand, I don't think this is going to be looked back on in a year's time as a particularly good decision just from the business perspective itself. You may say it's inclusive, more inclusive. I agree with that. But if your viewership tanks, then clearly you didn't give the people what they wanted. And I think if there's one secret to success in business, give the people what they want. I, I think it, it comes down to that. So that's where I think in a year's time, we can look it back, do another episode in a year's time, see whether I was right or wrong. But that's my read on the situation as someone who's been in the industry since about, about 2015, 2016, interviewed over 300 pageant girls. It, that's my belief with it anyway. No, I think that's fantastic. And it's something we'll definitely do a, a recap in a year from now to talk about, because I bet you there'll be there'll be more <laughs> changes. They could be dra dramatic changes or drastic changes or, you know, honestly, going back to the way things were because their metrics show what has happened in the business. So I guess that's mm. something that, you know, we're just going to have to wait on and see what really happens because in time it will tell. That's just we got to be patient and hold on mm. to our, our thoughts and concerns because I think at some point we're going to see what really this effect of you know, the Miss Universe brand does a year from now. Because I think that's something that's really going to, it's going to be a a huge change in the pageant industry. And I'm really, I'm just excited to see yeah. what really comes out of it. I mean, you heard my opinion. I'm, I'm not really for it, but I, I'm not, I just, I'm here for inclusivity, but it was the part of how exclusive being Miss Universe was, how being a part of that was just like this, you know, you're a movie star. You are famous now. It was such a big growing up and watching mm. who Miss USA was. That was such a big deal. And so now I just feel like I don't think it's going to have the same glitz and glam as it did before. And so I'm really interested to see kind of what that shapes up for the next year. But I guess that that's really our thoughts on what the new changes in pageantry have been. And of course, Adrian, it's great having you on again. We will definitely be doing more episodes as well as a recap on our thoughts a year from now, because this is going to be an interesting transitional time in pageantry. I, I would be willing to to put money on the fact that I would be correct. Let, let, let's put it that way. I, I, I believe strongly in, in my prediction. And I think to your point, inclusivity obviously is a good thing, but everything, anything can be taken too far. And I think if there's no barrier to entry whatsoever, that sounds good in theory, but basic human behavior is that no one will want it. If it's something that everyone can have, no one wants it. And I know this from business. If it's like, if you give stuff away for free, which everyone goes, oh, you should give stuff away for free. I've done that. 
and then people like with courses, for example, giving courses away for free and the percentage of people who get it for free and then do nothing with it blows my mind. Cause I was like, Oh, you should be generous. You should give stuff away. Doesn't work. People value it more when there is a barrier to entry. I'm not saying the barrier to entry should be age. I certainly don't think it should be race or the color of your skin. I personally would like to see there less be less of a financial barrier to entry, but if there's no barrier, there's no desire for it. Cause think of anything you want in life. It's because it's kind of hard to get, right? You, you want to have a, a, an amazing relationship, kind of hard to get. You want an amazing career, kind of hard to get. You want financial freedom, kind of hard to get. You want an amazing body, kind of hard to get. Anything that everyone can have with no effort, no one really wants. No one's saying, I'm so excited to go outside and, you know, I can get air today. Well, yeah, that, that's not difficult. So no one's, you know, that's not a dream of anyone. But, yeah, we'll, we will see in a year's time. But if I was a betting man, I, I would say it's definitely going, it's a big change, whether it's a positive change I guess we'll see in a year's time from now. That's going to be exciting. Well, guys, you heard it here first. This is our thoughts on the new things happening in pageantry, but you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.